Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. I'm looking forward to another episode. And today, obviously, you've got me, Jay, and we have Leah here. And today we have an amazing guest, Laura. Laura, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? So thank you for having me here. Yeah, of course I will. My name is Laura, as you said, and I've known you for about so many, no, nearly two years now, which is amazing. So I'm so excited to be here. And we did our coaching together. So I'm also a coach and I work mainly with women who are highly sensitive and identify as empaths to empower them to really take ownership of their sensitivity and who they are, because as a highly sensitive woman, we can sometimes see that as a curse, which it absolutely isn't. I also collaborate with other coaches, um, delivering group programs, delivering masterclasses, doing lots of different things. And the other thing I do is I'm a nurse. So do a few things. I love that. It's amazing. I love the work you're doing because it really helps us to understand. Jane, I think probably me and Leah go into that category, but I'm not one for labels, which is fine. People like labels, they can't. But I think you also help me understand that it's okay to be a sensitive man. Yeah. Because that's not really, is it where you should be according to society? But yeah, mm-hmm. let's let's see what we're talking about today before I start talking about a different subject altogether. <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> absolutely fine. Okay, so we have. Oh, I knew, I knew what we were talking about. Compassion and empathy. Oh my goodness! So I was, we was already there. <laughs> see, we didn't need to spin the wheel. I already knew. I knew. See, intuition on point. So we can carry on our conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? That that came I, up. <laughs> I think, I think as well on those subjects, it's not really a subject that many people talk about. You hear sympathy, and you kind of know what sympathy means, mm-hmm. but then when you come to compassion and empathy, people are like, "Well, do you know what I mean?" I don't think growing up, I ever really knew what those words. I think. It gets confusing, does well. Uh, people confuse it because I know, like for me, whenever it was like I'm showing empathy, it comes across as are you being patronising or mm. so. Then it it almost had that negative spin on being mm-hmm. em- empathic. Is that how you pronounce it? I think you know? so. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think you can find yourself pulling away from that because it feels like you shouldn't be doing it because people are going to look at it like well I don't I don't want that or maybe it's confused with like sympathy and things like mm. that Do you know what I mean um a lot of people don't really understand what the terminology is of those mm-hmm. yeah of maybe well maybe Laura you, you you might be the best person to explain to us what that kind of means to you because obviously something might mean mm-hmm. different but I think if people are tuning in and they're not sure what it means then this is the best podcast to listen to because we're gonna talk about it but yeah what what does that kind of mean to you this was your subject so I'm really interested in what that means to you so following on from what Leah was saying sympathy Mm. so people can get that negative connotation of I don't want people to feel sorry for me right yeah sympathy is like what society says oh I feel sorry for that person 
but there's a completely different meaning to empathy and compassion. So sympathy is that I feel sorry for them, but I don't understand it. So then people don't want sympathy because they're like, you don't understand me and please don't feel sorry for me. I don't want pity. Mm -hmm. Whereas empathy is putting yourself in that person's shoes. So sitting with that person and understanding what they are going through. You may not be going through it, but putting yourself in their shoes, taking away judgment. So if someone is, for example, homelessness, if someone's homeless, putting yourself in their shoes what does it feel like to be homeless? What does it feel like to be that person? For me, that's empathy. Mm. Compassion is wanting to do something about it. So it's wanting to do something about it, doing something with that empathy and making a change. That's compassion. So that's kind of, so, so, so like the, the, the empathy is almost the insight and then the compassion is almost the action. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to put it in a really simple way, that's kind of what it is. I guess I can resonate with both of those words because I don't feel sorry for people because they don't need me to feel sorry for them. But I definitely almost, depending on who he is, can actually feel. So I guess I am, I guess, I guess labels, I guess I have a stigma with labels because maybe the labels people have gave me. So I want to step away, but I guess I can understand. I'm going to get the wrong word now to be, to be an empath, I can understand what that is because depending on who it is, if I'm really connected, I can really mm-hmm. use my intuition. And like like with your sister, mm-hmm. like I knew something was going on, but I woke up, my heart was broken. I knew the situation was on, but I couldn't. And I was like, this isn't my feeling. And it sounds crazy. I guess it's because, I guess maybe that is just sparked why. Because people think you're mad. When you talk about stuff like that, like how can you feel how someone feels? Mm-hmm. You can, can't you? You can really, and I yeah. think we've, we kind of touched on this the other day, moving to where we live now in South Wales, really coming away from London where there's lots of people. I really noticed people's energy now and noticed mm-hmm. how bad the energy was there, especially going back through London when we've been back through London. So I really noticed that. And I, I'm learning to use my intuition and I guess, maybe being i keep getting this word wrong in my head but then it comes out right being an empath it kind of maybe links with being with your intuition i don't know mm-hmm. what do we think yeah. yeah i think it does and there's lots of like there'll be lots of people have different takes on empaths and actually a lot of people who resonate with being empaths have probably experienced quite significant trauma as as a child because actually you needed to learn to like know people what was going on with people like you had to Mm. learn that from a very young age so you I believe you are born into this world with sensitive nature where you might not be but actually if you're in an environment where you have to understand what's going on around you pretty quickly you're going to become an empath pretty easily not everybody Mm. I'm not saying everybody that experienced significant trauma trauma I mean trauma is trauma what, what, what that means to people big small whatever that is but you can, if you're in a situation where you feel unsafe as a child or something's going on for you, you're going to pick up on people's feelings, emotions really, really quickly because you're going to keep yourself safe. So I think a lot of empaths have um, had, had significant trauma in their life. Personally, that's what I feel. I can resonate. And, Go on, carry on, sorry. Because we had to, we had to learn. We had to understand people's emotions. We had to like understand when it was safe and when it felt not safe because a lot of the time we didn't feel safe. But again, there'll be a lot of people that have 
huge hearts and are, you, you'll know the people I mean like huge loving hearts people that really want to care and make a difference and they are also can resonate with being empaths because they really feel you know the energy of people around them they really want to help and this is where you have to kind of be careful when you're highly sensitive and empathic compassionate is the boundaries like how how much do you give yourself and how much do you look after yourself I can resonate with that also because I give until I can't give anymore. And I've had to learn to hold some of that back. And because, and also I think that ties into my value of being a man of my word because mm-hmm. growing up men wasn't. So that, so I guess that ties in with the big heart that actually I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. And sometimes, and I spoke about this with my business coach, by me doing that, I then disempower the other person because I don't, so some people aren't, can't be honest with you about, well, I don't want that anymore. But because I said I'll do it, I'm going to do it. But because people can't be open and honest sometimes because of their lack of communication and that maybe something they're going to work on, me being the way I am, then that shines a light on the way their their lack of, so it disempowers them, if you get what I mean. Not that I shouldn't be the way I am, but I'm putting in strategies to still get my point across and do what I said, but actually put the responsibility back on them. So actually, if I say I'm going to do something, you don't want it. I'm going to give you this and give you the chance to reply to this, but I'm not going to message anymore. That's it. It's your responsibility now because I take both parties' responsibility and then feel like a bit, and then that just leads into the evidence for me that people are going to let you down and you shouldn't make friends with people because this is what happens. And it's a load of rubbish. So I need to protect myself by having that strategy, if you if you get what I mean. So yeah, I'm I'm learning a lot about myself, especially this week, as we're both on the next calls in the morning. Yeah. How yeah. powerful. Yes. Literally. <laughs> Mind blowing. It's- I think like what you were saying though, Laura, about the um the trauma that I think what come up with me it, it just puts you a lot of people probably don't actually realize that they are an empath or what an empath is mm. they're just to them it's just being on hyper alert mm-hmm. that's how it was like for me and yeah. my me like childhood trauma I was just I'm just hyper vigilant I'm just like constant I can't like relax because I've got to be on hyper alert to protect mm-hmm. you know so like what you were saying that it's subconsciously you're taught that aren't you like through like what's happened mm-hmm. to obviously certain individuals it's not everybody I was like you said empathy mm-hmm. um it's either it can be like forced on you due to your experiences yeah. or you're or you're a natural born empath, I guess. Yeah. You're just yeah. it's just there. Um so again, yeah, I think like what you were saying, like we we, we both have, don't we, Jay, this like thing on labels. Mm. And if that's so it's sort of like we don't put ourselves into categories, this is just who we are. But mm-hmm. if we was to really look into it as we are now, then actually we do fit into that category of being an empath. Yeah. And I think sometimes we need to actually feel into those labels to fully understand ourselves. 
because a lot of the time we're like it's just who we are we almost disempower ourselves mm. yeah. yeah does that make sense no yeah, i agree totally. with you i i think i think looking into it for Jaden because obviously mm -hmm. we do anything for Jaden and Jaden wants labels and that's fine um it makes you go oh I do that and oh yeah I do that and I think it's talking about the trauma you've talked about yours I wouldn't say my childhood was bad but the more I dig into things I wouldn't say obviously everyone's spilt milk is is different so I'm not going to say yours is worse than mine but um I'm realizing that there's things that were around and things and that weren't okay and made me feel rubbish. But on, on the Jaden front, Jaden, it doesn't matter how we've parented him and we've really got him and really mm -hmm. um, other people have set that trauma on him, like the school system and granddad. And so it's like, that's when I really learned as a parent that I'm gonna only be able to empower him and he's going to, other people are gonna put that on him so we've just got to teach him the tools to help himself. And he can choose if he uses them, even though he's 11, I can't make him. But we do remind him when he's going through things that actually you have the tools to, to use, but he's 11. So he's gonna, he's gonna yeah. do stuff and not do stuff. But I think it's just about supporting him, isn't it? And we know, I think it feels nice that there's other people around that can help us with Jaden when we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's powerful. I think as well, like going back to labels. Yeah. Like it's absolutely don't have to label yourself or you can label yourself, but it's more just that understanding, like you said, like sometimes it's just getting that understanding, like it's like it's a word. Like it's mm. not anything, it's it's a word. Like we put meaning to these words. But if we can understand ourselves a bit deeper, then actually it will help us rather than like you say, disempower us. It really helps me to understand being an empath and a highly sensitive woman because I can understand myself on a deeper level but I don't necessarily need to label myself or have to but it's more the words I just think well this describes a bit like this is a house or this is mm. I don't know a light or this is an empath or this is like rather than taking it on just like getting an understanding of like actually this maybe sits well with me rather than on the other end of the scale narcissism like that really doesn't sit well with me I wouldn't label myself a narcissist but like if I understand what that means I can like get a better understanding of who I am and going back to there was something else she said and it's went out my head or oh, situations that happen so situations happen and I love what Haley says it's like she doesn't believe things happen for a reason and I don't either I think things happen and we make meaning out of them. Mm. So like we learn that either they're either there, you know, they're good things that happens or bad things that happen. And we can learn from both. And I think we don't choose these situations. Like we were given these situations. It's what we then make of these situations to move forward. We can live in it and we can live in the past or we make a decision say right okay I'm not living there anymore what am I learning from it it's a situation but we've made meaning of it it may be a horrible situation but we've made meaning of it mm. so how can we move forward and move through that meaning like I got bullied people don't like me I'm not worthy well you've put that meaning to that the situation is you got bullied but you've put a meaning to that like how can I how can I 
turn that meaning around. That means that's what I've just made that. Like I've made that myself. Like I've made that meaning myself. No one said it. You, do you know what brings to mind there? You're exactly right. Jaden with school, he's put a meaning to a teacher in a building in a school because he goes to different things. But I'm, I'm going to have a chat with him about this. I was talking to my business group about it. So, so we need to disassociate what he means by teacher because he goes to parkour, to swimming, to, to art class, to, to different things. He comes on my empowerment league. So are we not teachers? Because I'm teaching you something. But to him, mm-hmm. teachers are in a school and that's bad. So it's, it is, you're right, it's what is the exact meaning because if he doesn't look as me, obviously I teach him stuff every day. He, he learns stuff from other people, but they're not, they're not bad. They're not horrible. It's the ones in that building. So, so it's about, and we've done this with other things with Jaden, dissociating like yeah. the limiting beliefs he's got and, mm-hmm. and the unhelpful beliefs, we call them, um, and taking things away because he adds meaning. Like, for instance, granddad left because of him because he remembers not being the best behaved at that time. So he added granddad left because of me, mm-hmm. and which wasn't true at all. So once we unpack that, he understood that that wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. actually granddad left because granddad chose to, because granddad was selfish. And that's on granddad, not Jaden, who's a little boy. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? The meanings we give things. And I think you going back to talking about having the label as such to understand yourself. I think something was sparked in my head then and I was like, I think labels are, because adding more labels to me, because I already as a man feel totally different than most men that I see. In the coaching world, I'm starting to see more men like me, but so it's like, oh God, if I add another label that makes me not like a man, oh my goodness, then do do you know what I mean? That's what came in my head because now, now go on, go on. I was just going to say, but what, what, what is that true? Like, what's the story you're telling yourself there? Because what you've learned, you know, like that's what you've learned, but is that true? Not at all. So I think actually digging into who I am will help me more. And my goal of building a course to help other people do what I do with children. So really having these conversations is part helping me to know how I am to help other people do the same as I do but in their way so I think that's really interesting that I can't just say well actually I resonate with that so I'm going to take the information and then I can disregard the label because I don't need to have that but I can still take the information whereas now I'm like oh I don't like the label so I'm not really going to dig into the information I've seen things that resonate with me through learning about it from Jaden but I haven't, I haven't looked into it anymore. I just left it there. But then that doesn't help me to be my full potential and share my gifts with people and be the man that I am supposed to be because I'm almost putting shields up in certain places. Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? That, that, that makes sense. Because it's like, for, for me, and I think like Laura, you've mentioned this on a few of the conversations and like workshops we've been on um, of yours before about like, labels as a whole and oh she's shy or, or, or she's the quiet one she's the sensible one and mm. like kind of like labels as such and there's something for you isn't it like you you're not one for labels yourself really but mm-hmm. when you and like that's where look like for me all the labels that have been put on me have disempowered me mm. mm-hmm. so when you find something like with 
empathy of being an empath mm-hmm. and you're thinking that resonates like it's it's almost becomes then a trigger because that's now another label and no I don't want another label on me I'm going to get away from that so I'm going to ignore what that means mm. because all the labels previous have been disempowering whereas actually if we look into it that one is actually empowering it isn't it isn't it's a it's, it's a it's a positive label if you want to like yeah. you know like I mean, a label on a label yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's again like it's given meaning to it like we 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 are meaning making machines humans want to make meaning out of everything like like if i say like you probably go around saying i'm happy today i feel sad today like it's still like i'm a happy person like it could still be a label but actually mm. it's, a, it's a good connotation in society be happy so like if you only choose what empowers you like we have the choice if that resonates with you and you want to learn more about yourself and it empowers you then why not like you can make a decision you still don't have to label yourself but like i want to choose to look into that more i'm curious again about the ones that you don't want like i'm curious about why that triggers me so much mm. Like, why does it trigger me that someone calls me shy or someone calls me, I don't know, I can't think of another word, but like, why does it trigger me so much? Because I've attached it to my past because I've made meaning of it and I've made it about me. Like, it's not, it is never about you. It's like these labels or these names are just names. We can make them neutral. Like, we've just been, we've just, we just make meaning of it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like we make meaning out of everything. We have to make a meaning out of everything. It doesn't have to have. It's like that though. It's funny, isn't it? Because <laughs> even like you'd class someone saying, I'm a positive person, it's a good thing. But most people, if you say you're a positive person, then anytime you have a feeling and you're sad, but I thought you was a positive person. And it's I get like, that. I still get that now. I yeah, get that now. It's like, I'm a human. So I don't <laughs> like to, yeah, I am a positive person and I can turn things around pretty quickly and reframe them but actually it's okay that we get sad so positive people are human we're not robots you know what i mean we do get sad we sometimes get angry we sometimes shout and make mistakes but we just learn what to do with that we're not these perfect people that have got everything polished we're all on a journey but we've just learned i guess to see things in a different way so yeah even that label where you would think was a, a a good label it even gets turned around on you by people that don't understand mm-hmm. generally not in my circle of people that understand me and i can be myself with and it's just like well actually i am a human being here i'm yeah. not just some robot so it's interesting isn't it when you lean into labels and when you said that like you say i'm happy today that's a label but i never thought of it that way mm-hmm. so i would i would take that one so yeah no you're really making me think and i i love this because this is what this podcast about to really get people to spark conversations that actually make you go oh yeah because there's probably people listening that sit and go i don't like labels but then and i love the way how by the start of a conversation i think this or and then by the end of it i'm like ah do you know what i just feel lighter i don't know like you've just taken all the labels away and allowed me to just look into things so I, I love that so thank you thanks for the healing <laughs> just yeah just getting curious about yourself like we always talk about that in the coaching world don't we get curious mm. like be curious about yourself be curious about yourself first because you want to learn about you and you can learn 
more about other people and go deeper with other people. And yeah, that's what I would say about that. And it's funny when you say it's like people say, oh, you're positive. Like I get that too. If I feel like a bit low one day, yeah. I just don't feel great. Like they're like, oh, you're so positive though. Like you're, I can't remember it. Someone called me Miss Positive at work. I think I was like, I don't know, feeling negative about something. Yeah. Something. You're Miss Positive, Laura. I was like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? No, it is, isn't it? And I think they expect, because you have these tools, that suddenly you're just going to snap out of that feeling and, and miraculously do some tool or go off and meditate and you're going to feel so much better. But actually, sometimes you need to sit into your feelings and I've learned to do that. I generally don't have bad days anymore. I have bad moments, but I'm not saying people can't have bad days. I like to call it hippo time. I like to wallow, then get out of the mud and move on with my day. But it's not, I love that. It's not about, um, you can just imagine me now as a hippo, can't you? That's what I've got in my head. But yeah, it's, it's not about, that so I, I love how you changed my perspective, let's just say, on labels. And I think that's opened me up to look at things more. Because like that, I would use the label, I'm a dad, I'm a father. That's a label. And mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that one because I'm so <coughs> proud of how I parent or I'm a husband. So just thinking how many labels I actually so I say I don't like labels, but how many labels it is it that's actually quite mad, isn't it? How you've just made me realize through a simple conversation that actually. I'm saying I don't like labels, but I'm quite happy to say I'm a husband. I'm quite happy to say I'm a dog dad and I'm, I'm a dad. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy about that because to me, so I guess it's the meaning you just, you knocked it on the head. It's the meaning I gave to the labels of you're this, this, this. Because I used to get you're shy and you're this. And when people see me now, they're like, oh, how have you done that? What have you done to, to, to speak up? And it's like, well, I just found my voice. Do you know what I mean? I just realized my voice is important and can impact a lot of people. So I, lo- I absolutely love that. I'm still a bit like sat back like, whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> Amazing. You're magic, Laura, you're magic. <laughs> I love it. I think mm-hmm. With like the, obviously the, the em- empathy and yeah. compassion, I think for me, I've, I kind of pulled away from really, not necessarily, I'm not, not pulled away from being that person, but the actual like understanding of it as such because it almost it was almost like everywhere I looked it was like oh I'm an empath and I'm this and I'm and it's like but do you really mm. like you know like there's some people and that it sounds quite judgmental but it's like how can you say that you're that type of person when actually you're all for yourself and that for me being an empath it isn't really about being just about yourself it's about the whole does that make sense mm-hmm. so it's like people just like to label so then that i've yeah. had like pulled away from it again but i think like listening to like what you've said on it and like well actually that it makes so much sense and just because i can see that actually that it's almost like they need to feel needed so they'll say oh i'm an empath or i'm a compassionate person or i'm whatever it may be doesn't mean that I have to not, like. That's not me. I'm not. I'm going to pull away from it because I don't want to be seen as how you're you're describing that, and that isn't the truth. Do you know what I mean? But that's the meaning they gave to it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you don't so, have to have the same meaning as mm-hmm. them. Do you know what I mean? Because that's your meaning. Mm. So you don't. If they're 
they're saying there and empath and I know what you mean you can just say well actually that's their thing so I'll throw that one away because I'm mm-hmm. gonna have my meaning to it yeah. do you know what I mean you don't like like you don't like, want to be associated almost with that say with that with those people so you pull away from the label altogether I think that's I, I, I guess it's like on the things that you do and you believe in most people mm-hmm. would say you're a witch and mm-hmm. that's okay and I'm not against mm-hmm. If that's what people want to say, but Leah doesn't like to call herself that because she thinks her gift is so special, and it's so 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 almost to call it that takes, do you know what I mean? That away. But other people's meaning of of a witch, I guess maybe mm-hmm. yeah. Again, that's your meaning of what mm-hmm. is a witch. Maybe you're thinking of in history. That's or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the or the myths you've heard about witches. Mm-hmm. So actually, it's not necessarily like obviously like you focus on like the spiritual level yeah. now, isn't it? And like the, the the tarot and that that I do. It's not even the term witch. Uh, to me, it's it's the woo woo because I don't know what. And to be honest, I can't say exactly what it is. But it's like so it's it's not it's not weird and wonderful. And it's just natural. It's how it's supposed to be. So mm. I think. There's something in the in the woo-woo terminology that just makes you go. No, it's it's not. You know that kind. Because because in a way, if you go back in time, like the shamanism, that was here before most Mm -hmm. religions, most things. So actually, it's the first thing that was was done back then. But people now have just made it into this whatever, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think I get what you mean. It's it's something that when you're aligning with some of that stuff you think oh kind of bad. like you with your altar you've got your altar mm-hmm. with all your stuff on now and um, but before you'd have gone oh, i can't have that because that that's weird and we were talking about this and i said to leah an altar to me in my head is like you know one of them psychopaths that have all the pictures of of the, their victims and all these candles <laughs> that went that and it's mad isn't it but that's with an altar and then obviously that isn't what it is it's just all spiritual things like candles and like feathers that you get drawn to and you've got leaves and that kind of stuff but yeah to me and it's crazy isn't it the meaning go back to that again that i gave an altar because that obviously came from tv because where did i get that well well, i would like to go back to it's like the association with other people that say they're empaths Mm. like what makes like that's their story and that's your story so what you're thinking about that person is just your story like it's just your story like it's your perception so and everyone has different meanings it goes back to meanings like I'll never have the same lens as either of you because I didn't have the same story as either of you so we'll never have the same lens so even if you see people and think I don't want to be associated with that then that's your thing like you're carrying that so it's about like stepping into who you are if you if you resonate with being empathic and compassionate and if that's your top value which is mine like then I would go back to values like what do you value and how do you show up in that daily so if you value empathy and compassion how do you show up in that daily like you're cradling your little dog just now that's it, that's compassion like you're literally like he doesn't want to sit on the floor he needs cuddle he's getting cuddled in like that's compassionate that's like you could just like ignore your dog and let your dog like wander about and whatever like no judgment again like everyone can do what they want just try not to hurt anybody um like I would go back to like values and like how do you show up in your values daily for me compassion and empathy is the root of like who I am like that won't change Mm. sometimes your values can change a bit but like that is who I am to my core so whether people are saying 
like who they are, other people, that should never matter to me because this is who I am at my core. So like I would ask yourself, who am I, who am I at my core? Or what's, how do I want to show up in my values, regardless of anyone else, regardless if they call it woo-woo, regardless if they call you a witch? You know, for some people, witch is a great name. Like, I love the name yeah. witch. I'm like, I want to be a witch. Go yeah. for it. Um, I don't mind woo-woo. I'm like, I love it. I love all things that are like what you do, Leah. And I, mm. I don't say I call it woo-woo. Like, I think people just call it what they want. Like, mm. you do is you show up as you and your power, like your gift, and show up daily in that and your values, then it doesn't matter what anyone else says. That's what I would take on that no i love that you've just brought a whole new perspective and this is the thing we don't have these conversations mm-hmm. and how much can you heal from a conversation because now yeah. it's like well actually yeah it doesn't matter what other people call anything because i don't have to take that on like if someone no. said to me you're a bad dad i'd be like yeah go away because i know i'm not so i don't care that you've just called me a bad dad or the way you parent your child is absolutely crazy i don't care because look at my child and maybe look at yours I don't care. Do you know what I mean? So actually, it's the same with all those other labels and things. But without this conversation, we'd have carried on. Don't like labels. Not questioning what that was about or why or realising we do label ourselves when we choose to. So this is what I said on most podcasts. We're still learning with you. I don't know everything and I wouldn't want to because what else would what else would I talk about? But what else would we do? And this is what I like about the circle of people around me now. These are the conversations we have to help each other grow and to learn. We're not talking about Mrs. Jones down the road because we're so into our lane and what we're doing and putting each other up. And, and what you said about that's your value. I, I, I know my values today, but I wouldn't have put that in as a value. I wouldn't have thought that could be a value. Yeah. So I love that. And actually, that is probably one of my values because... Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? What, like, family's my top value, but I wouldn't have ever put empathy, empathy compassion in as a value. I don't know why. Yeah. To me, that was more of a feeling yeah. than a value. But it is a value. Do you know what I mean? It is a value. Because- like, how do you show up? Like, do you, like, you, like, are you living by your values, showing up for your family every day? Well, I would say you are, and I'm sure you agree. Am I living in my value, compassion, and empathy daily? I say I would most days. There's some days I'm not as compassionate to myself. Mm. So there's where I don't live by my values to myself. I'm happily, I'll happily show compassion and empathy to others. But like, do I show compassion and empathy to myself? A bit like if your family is your top value, where do you not show up at times? Are you on a lot of Zoom calls all day or is it busy? Or where can you, like, where's the boundaries? Or I'm not saying that happens, but sometimes yeah, for other yeah. people, I might say my family is my top value, but actually, their work takes a lot of priority, even though families, I'm not saying anyone give up their work, but like, where can, where do you integrate that a bit more? Like, where do you integrate your values a bit more, even when you have to work? And where can you, you know, show up in that on a daily basis? Or yeah. yeah. I love that. I think, I think on that, it's like on the empathy and compassion. I know obviously you're a vegan, so we can, we can talk about that. Because I'm interested in that because me and Leah are on, on, on the thing where we do have some vegan stuff, don't we? We're not against it. But I don't think we're, I'm just going with it. I don't want to follow a fad because everyone else did it. I want to do it. But we get to the point, and I think it's a selfish thing that I do. I don't think about it because then I wouldn't eat it. 
because I know, do you know what I mean? So I'm at that stage where I, I, I'm aware, I'm not blind to it, but or I don't want to think about that. But we've actually had meals where we've had like, I don't know, it was like rice and uh, mushroom sauce and we had chicken in and we were like, actually, that didn't need the chicken in it. It was fine without it. So we're getting, aren't we? We were aware that we're getting to this point. So I'm just wondering, did you get to a point and then you, or did you just, I don't know, how do you get there without like forcing myself to be there? Cause then I'll be doing it because other people think I should. But I think we're kind of on the way, aren't we? Towards that kind of route. But yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that is a, I love talking about being vegan. I don't talk about it a lot, but I think I've been vegetarian for years and mm. I started to research veganism probably about two years before I went vegan because actually, I need to know what I what I was going to eat, um, but also I just really need to understand it. Like again, the compassion around it. I wasn't going to do it because I felt like I should. Yeah, or, and I definitely don't want people to feel like they should. Go no, um, but the, my like my deep rooted connection with it is because I don't want to hurt anyone, including any sentient being mm. that lives and breathes. And feels pain and love, which they do. All animals. I can see your little animals sitting on you, Leah. And look how cuddling and cozy and loved mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your dog feels. Like I just look at the eyes of an animal and I see a soul. So then I'm like, if I see a soul, I don't want to hurt another soul. So I'm not going to do that. And I think research in the industries made me just open my eyes massively. You know, because I had been eating eggs and dairy prior mm. to putting that up, and I didn't realize just how much cruelty is in the dairy industry and the egg industry. And I felt I was horrified, and I watched the things that most people won't watch. Mm. I watched the documentaries. I looked into it, and I thought I can never do this anymore. I can't. I can't be part of this. It's no judgment on anyone that does it. If you want to research it and look into it, please do. If you don't, don't. But for me, it was like a no-brainer. I was like, right, that's it. I'm going vegan on, I think it was January the 3rd. It was January yeah. the 3rd, 2018. I was like, that's it. In the new year, I'm going vegan. I'm doing it. I had all my food ready. And so I found it quite easy, the transition, because I've looked into it. I didn't do right. it just on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I understood my why. Like, yeah, we all talk good. about that. Connect to your why. Like, don't just do it because you think you should do it. Like, why is it? So every mm. time I see, a, you know, milk on a supermarket shelf or eggs, I can literally see a dairy cow, like their little calf being whipped from them and them crying for weeks on end for their baby and then being impregnated again to do the cycle again year after year after year for their baby to be whipped away for them to go to the slaughterhouse or to go through the dairy industry again yeah. as a female. And I'm like, that's all I can see when I see a pint of milk. I don't know, not that anybody else might, maybe other vegans yeah. are doing it for the same why as me will. But that's a pint of milk to me is that's what I see. See, so I'm a, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I'm aware of it, but I haven't looked into it because I know if I did, I wouldn't. So it's selfish. I'd admit that it's selfish. It is selfish. I can, I can admit these things. But I think I'm on the way because realizing when we've had meals, actually, it was. I think you're right. I think the story in my head is to be a vegan is too expensive, and I don't know what I'd eat. 
So I think if I knew what I did, like you just said, and I was would knew what I could have or what I couldn't, or more what I could have, I, I wouldn't have a problem. So it's, I would say as well, just to add anything that, like my food spills being vegan are much less. <laughs> so actually mm. it was dearer. And even being veggie was a bit dearer. So it's funny, it's just what you can eat and what you put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, like your nutritional values, I won't go into that, I'm not a nutritionist, yeah, but yeah. I'll make sure I'm eating healthy. Not all the time, there's times when I don't, but you know, you don't want to just go, I wouldn't say go vegan overnight without ever looking into it. That would, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be sustainable because you would live off like, I don't know, breads or crisps or something that's dead easy that you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to think about. And then, you know, because there are, there's this myth as well that veganism is healthy. It's not. There's tons of vegan junk food and <laughs> I eat some of it. Um, so I, I think that would, for me, is just connect to the why behind it. Like, don't follow it because you think you should. If you don't want to, you know, well, I, I don't want to say like this if you don't want to hurt any, another living yeah. being because I'm sure nobody does. But if you really want to not hurt any sentient being, then it makes sense to be vegan. Like, you know, the fish feel a ton of pain when they are taken out of the water through a hook in their, you know, their throat mm. or whatever. Like, they feel a ton of pain. And I didn't realise just how much fish felt pain and they suffocate as they come out of the water. Like they're suffocating and you just think, well, that's a pretty brutal way to die, isn't it? So even for fish, I know people will say, well, I only eat fish. I'm like, yeah. well, I think they feel more pain than any of them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not to judge. I'm really not here to no. judge. Just like be open to finding out more about a different way. And I think that's with anything in life, just be open to find it more about something different. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because I think also it goes, so what we're talking about is still on the same subject. We started with. Um, I think the label that you get if you see these people is they're hippies and they're this and then this. And actually mm-hmm. seeing more and more, actually they're just, if you want to say normal, whatever that means, we're just normal people. Do you know what I mean? And I get that. And I think if I lent into it, I wouldn't because I don't want to hurt anybody. Do you know what I mean? I know what happens. It's like we go over the mountain every day and we see the sheep, the little baby lambs, and it's oh, it's just and, and literally your heart just melts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those sheep disappear, and I'm not stupid. I know where they go, and the cat. Do you know what I mean? I'm not stupid, but I, I I'm ignorant to it, and I'll admit that mm-hmm. because if I think about it, I wouldn't because like this little yeah, it's like him. I love him so much. The moment we got him, my heart opened so much and I could literally feel it because even though he's a little pain in the bottom at times, he may look, look, look like it now, he's, 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 he's just like a toddler. He's just like a baby. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. He's just amazing. So actually, I think leaning into it, I think like you say, you've got to be ready because when you're dealing with other stuff, it's not the time. Because we do, it's like if we see like, I don't know, vegan bar or oat milk, we'll, we'll, we'll bite on the yeah. shopping. It's, and we'll do, like Jaden even asked one day, didn't he, to have vegan chicken nuggets. So we bought him some, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he wanted to try it. So I think that opened our eyes a bit. But I think if I l- lent into it, so I think, I don't know what it's going to take, but to lean over that and stop telling myself the story or blocking the story, the truth of what happens to them out of my head. Because I'm not stupid. I kind of know, not to a full extent, but I know most of it. But I think that would just make me go, no. But hearing you say, 
is not more expensive. That took that story away. And actually, there are lots of stuff to eat. So actually, if I just looked into it, I wouldn't actually be bothered if I didn't eat. The thing is, making small changes. We've always talked about this, isn't it? Like, mm. like go if you don't fully ever transition as vegan, that's okay as well. You know, like it's no judgment on anybody or any or yourself, especially yeah. if you introduce some more plant-based meals to your diet. If you're choosing a vegan option over a meat option, and there's this small sustainable change, isn't it, over time, to the point where you probably will choose a vegan option anyway without thinking about it. Hmm. So we've 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 done that, haven't we? And like we've yeah. done that, like um, we've like some vegan foods that we have had. Certainly, the vegan jellies that we buy. <laughs> vegan all sorts. <laughs> Just gave them a plug there. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, we would choose that hands down over the. The other ones, the other yeah, because they so taste so much better. There's a lot more to it. And I think, like you said, and it's also that story, isn't it? Like, you know, so for me, it's like almost, well, we were put on the earth to eat meat. That's, so yeah, we're, to yeah. Man's time and what they do, they run and they, because that's the, the that's someone else's story, isn't it? So it's the, it's the circle of life. It's what we're, humans are supposed to kill animals to eat food and, so you get it's that story as well, isn't it? So it's overcoming that. And I know, like Jay said, there has been many times when we've eaten a meal and we've felt rubbish afterwards. And it's something like my sister um mentioned that she's like, it's because like when you're eating the meat, the, the like you said, the animals feel so you, and like they're not you're eating their feelings as such. The and energy, I their guess. Energy, and I'm mm. like. I don't want to hear almost it is. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Oh, that's that's, that's rubbish. Don't talk nonsense. But like you said, if you really look into it, there is something in that. I think for me, I pull back from it because my sisters, she can be quite when she sets her mind on something and it's passionate, it's nothing more than passion. But it's quite she can be quite a forceful person. So I'm like, don't tell me what to do, I'm gonna step away. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean so the stubbornness comes out so then it's like no I'm not going to because you're you're being full-on and stubborn about it whereas when you have a conversation like with yourself where it's just calm yeah cool, collected there's no it's not forced yeah you know, it's it, not forced it on you it's you like you can hear it calm you yeah rather than it kind of you will listen almost because you know you've almost I mean? got your, your your piece of defense on haven't mm-hmm, you so mm-hmm. you're not really hearing whereas when you're open because a lot of people do that on religion talking about religion they get on the defense and i try and ask questions and then but there's a there's a young man that lives near us that explained jehovah's witness to us and he actually really explained it really well and then i could understand i didn't take anything on because i don't believe in that but i could understand why they do what they do so i think he's just speaking to the right person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that then makes you go yeah i really want to lean into that and i feel safe to do that now yeah do you know what i mean you've taken away some of the stories, and we tell ourselves so many stories on a daily Almost basis. The stigma that people that like to that eat meat put on the people that don't. But you're always going to yeah. Again, it's an I, I, I guess you're always going to get people that, whether it's religion, being a vegetarian, vegan, whatever person, you're always going to get those people that are extra passionate that don't mean to, but kind of push it onto other people. Do you know, yeah, but, but then it stops you. So I think, I think, and I think um, as well that whole we've always done it. Like when we were cavemen, we killed saber-toothed tigers mm. or whatever we did and ate them. 
so the narrative is well that's what we were we've always done but if you look at what we've always done in history like we burnt witches at stake mm. what they mm. call witches we wouldn't yeah. do that anymore yeah and um, both of us would be burned at a stake leah yeah um, exactly. oh dear <laughs> if you were in america you had black slaves mm-hmm. not even till that long ago really um yeah. that was the norm well we've always done that mm. women didn't vote we've always done that so we me we've always done that we always do something until we know better yeah and we're not cavemen anymore we've evolved so that's what i always say like we're not cavemen anymore we don't live in huts and any beds or anything to sleep on and walk about bashing saber-toothed tigers over the head all the saber-toothed tigers so now they're extinct exactly so you know better you do better and actually what that sea spirit say in documentary said if we continue eating fish the way we do we won't have any fish left in the ocean by 2048 oh my god and that's you think that's not actually that long away and that's that's really because when the nets in the ocean take the fish they take everything else so there's whales got in there there's sharks there's turtles there's seals and they just they all die because they've been caught in these massive fishing nets so when we think about it like we don't do a lot of the stuff we used to do so in i reckon in 30 years time it'll be much more normal well whatever normal is yeah yeah plant-based it's amazing though it's like that though it's like if you do what you've always done you're going to get what you've always got and it's like that on parenting back in the day they didn't parent the way we did mm-hmm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but we now know better we now know the damage it done to us and unintentionally we don't want to do that or to our children so it's true so it's just the same as that we know yeah. these things are happening and they're dreadful to these animals so it, it makes sense if you are an empathic compassionate person you you don't want to hurt anybody because mm-hmm. it's like in china when they when i heard they they eat dogs i'm like oh my goodness that's disgusting why but actually i'm just the same yeah i'm just the same and i i can admit that i'm sitting there judging them for eating dogs because oh my god i have a dog and i wouldn't do that actually to some people their pet's a cow their pet is a pig and they love that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. just like i love my dog so actually it's hypocritical to to say that i love you brought that up because that's species speciesism so like we're just we're just saying this species is more worthy of living than Mm. that one this one's more worthy of life my dog is more worthy of life than a pig that's what the narrative is my cat is more worthy of life than a cow. If you watch cows in a field, they're just like big puppies. <laughs> just like big overgrown puppies. And they all have their own personalities. Then hmm? about the baby lambs, so they got to go over yeah. the mountain and I'm yeah. seeing them chasing the birds. Yeah. <laughs> and one of, you know, I'm like, it's like Levi. That's like seeing yeah. Levi. Like Levi does that. He sees a bird and runs after it. And it's quite funny seeing it. It is, isn't it? Like, you know, how can you like, like you see that and you're like that's so cute it's just like and you compare it to your dog but then you're gonna have it for sunday dinner but that's why people don't yeah make the link because mm. if they mm. made the link like you're making the link now yeah and it's making you go oh they yeah. don't want to make the link yeah because if they make the link like you're saying that that's higher i've then put you there and if i go and eat you i'm kind of like eating my dog so that's why they don't want to make yeah, the link yeah, consciously yeah. and i guess that's where i'm at at the moment but naturally you're starting to make the links mm-hmm. so 
yeah, no, I love this conversation. And like I said, I love our rainbow conversations. They go from here to here, but it's all relevant. And and, oh, and just that so they can yeah, animals, animals, I love that. I'm gonna. I think we've naturally come to the end of a conversation, and we've been talking. I could talk to you all day, and you know that. But yeah, does anyone want to make their final points for this conversation? Um, I think from this conversation is get curious with yourself mm -hmm. around labels, around your values, and around your why. Because. Like what meaning do you put to it? What meaning do you put to the labels? And what what drives you? Like what like for me, compassion and empathy really does drive me. And I want to be and I will be a compassionate CEO of a company. Like this is me. Like, why are we not changing the narrative that there's more compassionate, sensitive leaders in this world? If we had if we had compassionate, sensitive leaders running the world. Like what a different world we would live in. Oh, 100%, 100%. I love that. You've, I just want to end up with, you've taught me a lot here from a simple conversation. I've literally thrown those labels away that I thought I don't want and actually realized I can just, I'll pay you later. No, <laughs> I can just, I can just realize now that actually I can look into stuff and it's not a negative because it's the meaning I put on it. So if I ever feel that way, that I'm like, oh, I don't like that label, I'm going to lean into that and go, okay, what's that about? Because that's something you're putting on that label. Because if it's anyone else's perception, you can just chuck that away. You don't need it. So that's what I've learned. Yeah, I think um, Laura pretty much said what I was yeah. going to say, Julie, anyway. It's really about the how you view the words that are used, isn't it? And changing the narrative mm. stepping away from it because just because you see that somebody being in that what put on a word to how they're behaving doesn't mean that's the true meaning of the word if that makes sense no no i get what you mean i love that so yeah yeah it's all our own stories it's all our own stories we look we look through our own lens we never see anyone else's lens and that's where empathy and compassion come in how can you understand someone else's lens? Okay, can you get in their shoes? Because they're seeing it from a different point of view. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And on that point, I'm going to end and say thank you. And thank I you. hope people get a lot from this. And feel free to reach out to any of us. And I'll drop Laura's links below this episode. Feel free to have these conversations with us because that's what we're here for, to, to have conversations. It's not to make people do what we do. It's just to open a conversation so yeah on that note thank you very much and we'll end there thank you for listening to our podcast i hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording if you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode you'll find our details in the description below